Ignorance, said in the Buddhist tradition, that is the root of all suffering, and from ignorance arises attachment and aversion. And that's key. If we work with these three roots, we can cut the root of all mental afflictions, all disturbing emotions. But we really have to do the work of understanding, because sometimes attachment can feel pleasurable or good. That's why we get obsessed with one desire. And we keep thinking, if I only have this thing or this happens to me, I will feel happy. And just by thinking about it and imagining, you kind of feel happy, like you feel some kind of pleasure by thinking about it. So you really believe that having that object or thing or situation or trip or whatever you're fantasizing about, that this thing is going to bring you happiness and that it has nothing to do with your mind and your thoughts about it. So the more aware we are that we are relating with attachment to situations, objects, actually we're attached to everything. And, and the most strong attachment is the attachment to the self, to our body, to that what we consider me and mine. So this is a practice of continuous working with releasing that attachment, letting go and learning to trust and to be open to whatever comes to our life but very hard because we really believe that those things object possess those positive qualities that we are missing and that we need to get or we need to protect and not let somebody else take it so it's very good to keep reflecting on how attachment is one of the roots one of the main roots of suffering the more we understand it the more we will want to let go. The thing with these analytical meditations is that it's not just about analyzing and thinking about it. All the questioning and the visualizing or imagining or bringing examples to mind is just a method, just some tools to help us reach an understanding and a conclusion. It can arise by you reflecting on it but once you have that experience that i don't want to be attached to this anymore this attachment is what is making me suffer it's not the object or the person or the situation it's my grasping to it holding too strong to it so the moment you have that realization that this attachment is not helpful and that i'm relating with attachment then you rest in the conclusion, in that understanding, in that determination and decision to stop acting in a certain way. So that moment that you have that certainty, you stop analyzing and thinking about it. But then is when the meditation actually takes place because you bring the shamatha practice, this concentration meditation that we've been doing, to be present for as much time as you can with that conclusion, with that feeling, with that emotion that came out of your analysis, of your analytical meditation, of your reflection. So in that moment, when you join the Vipassana with the Shamatha, is when really that wisdom is not just an intellectual trip, but it's actually becoming part of who you are and how you relate with things, objects, situations. And so it's very easy to understand and say, yeah, it's attachment. And I see it in others, clearly. Yet, even though we know it, 
we still act in the same way. That means it hasn't been integrated. So we have to do it again and again and again. And that's why resting in that understanding, allowing it to be there present in your feelings, in your mind, while you rest your mind, it becomes like a karmic imprint on your mind stream. It becomes more habitual in you, transforming our way of seeing reality and relating to it. So slowly by reflecting and then resting and alternating these two, we are integrating them. And it will become easier and it will become more natural when we feel that strong attachment to remember all of this and take a step back and just say, I'm going to take it with equanimity. Maybe I lost this possession that was very precious to me. Or maybe I was expecting all this with this person because I was very attached. Or maybe I was expecting that job. You know, we get attached to all kinds of things. Maybe you say, okay, maybe it's not the time for this. I'm going to let it go. Or maybe I'm just going to be grateful for what I lived with this person or this situation or this house or whatever. And now I'm going to let it go. And the moment you really let go, then you feel so free and so happy and liberated. It's actually this fear that if you lose it, you're going to experience more suffering. It is like an addiction. The moment the addiction is taken away, maybe there's a lot of suffering in that moment because you are very attached. Your body is attached. Your mind is attached to that object that makes you addicted. But once you pass that phase of kind of withdrawal symptoms, then you feel free. Then you're liberated then you don't have that need anymore. And then you feel very, very happy. So I think we've all had experience a form of this, maybe not with a, an addiction like a drug or alcohol. Maybe we had some addiction to something, but in a way we can be addicted to all kinds of things, even to our work or anything. We all have this experience of not feeling an attachment that we felt in the past and now remembering and saying, I don't know how I was attached to that. I don't need it in my life anymore. And you feel completely free. Yet it's very difficult to see that that will happen with something you're attached to in the present. So we have to reflect on it again and again to really pass it from the understanding in our mind to our heart to our way of relating with reality, with the things, with phenomena, with things that arise in our experience. And also question things that are out there in our society, because sometimes it's like everybody's living with this attachment and it just seems normal to be that way, because it's what everybody's doing and the movies and everything is kind of reinforcing that attachment or a desire for something. The marketers are very good at this. They sell you all kinds of things, promising that this thing is going to make you happy. But we have to question everything that we're perceiving as having positive qualities and desirable qualities. And really question it. Is, is it really there or am I projecting this quality? Does everybody perceive these qualities in this object or person or thing? Or only me? 
or only a few of us. So I think this is very helpful. It's a very good meditation to be asking this question. If we really make a habit doing meditations and go over these topics again and again, then really we start seeing it changing how we perceive reality. And that's great. It was Thank great you, seeing you. Have a wonderful week. I recommend doing the meditation on this topic on the previous episode. Thank mm-hmm. you.